You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for your, uh, I guess this is our post D23 special report episode. Uh, it's been a little while. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, my faithful co-pilot, Matt, the Crankster Cranky. Woo! What's happening? Good to be back, Mike. And I tell you what, Mike, um, it's good to be living right now in the age of resistance. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? This weekend... Wow, what a power move by yeah. the Star Wars saga. I, I can't tell you how I mean fantastic outing at D23 uh, and everything that came out this weekend. Uh, I, I said it on Twitter. It was like a shot of adrenaline yeah. to me into my body because I'll tell you what like over the last I don't know a few months, year, I don't know what it's been. Uh, I've sort of been kind of just been kind of level with Star Wars. It's been fine. you know it's nothing's really got me super pumped, but I tell you this weekend. Wow, I'm here yeah. to uh, kind of break it all down. What'd you think, Mike? Man, it's crazy uh, weekend, yeah, let's run. Let's run it down. I'm just gonna give a, a ten thousand foot view of everything that we've gotten in the last couple weeks. Um, yeah. We got the announcement of the when uh, Star Wars Resistance returns, uh, which off the top of my head I can't remember. We'll get into the details. October. October. It's October, yeah. But yeah, um, and the fact that it's the final season, we got. I, I obviously more confirmation on exactly what's going to be on Disney plus. Um, and that is all of the movies, uh, as well as, uh, all of clone wars, all of star Wars rebels, all of resistance. Um, no details on whether or not Freemaker adventures is on there, but we'll see. I, hmm. uh, but hopefully like Freemaker adventures, Yoda Chronicles, like hopefully all that other stuff is there. Hopefully the Gendy Tartakovsky clone wars is on there too. But, um, the one thing that I haven't heard anybody mention and that, uh, I, I hope is out there and, and ends up being on there is the, the Ewok detours. movies, but oh, I said detours. Oh, detours. Yeah, Ewok that would be great yeah. too, man. If yeah. they could bring detours out of mothballs and, uh, and, and release that, that would be fantastic. Oh, geez, but, um, yeah, I, and then we got, I, we got in the, the, the Disney plus press conference, we got, um, the Mandalorian trailer, 
uh, which is another trailer, a full trailer, not not a teaser, but like a full real trailer. Uh, we got a bit more details and news about um, about uh, the Cassian Andor series, which I still I don't think it has a title yet. I think it's still just called Cassian mm-hmm. at the moment. Uh, and then uh, we got the uh, release window. We don't really have a date, but we know February for the Clone Wars for the final right. season. And uh, obviously the biggest piece of news that I want to talk about uh, <laughs> from the weekend is Gee, the announcement, finally the, com- the, the confirmation that Obi-Wan Kenobi is getting his own Disney Plus series and it's going to be starring Ewan McGregor. Um, and then the next day we got... I I the Rise of Skywalker uh, special look. Uh, it was behind closed doors on the Saturday, but then it got released on Monday. Um, and there are so many details that came out of that uh, the the Disney movies panel um, about about that specifically. And there was a bunch of other news about Marvel stuff and all sorts of other things. But uh, man, that's all that all that there. That's six Star Wars announcements yeah. yeah uh over the course of the weekend um over the course of the last week i guess um yeah i so you could say i'm i'm a i'm a just a wee bit just a little tad teensy weensy excited about the whole <laughs> situation yeah um, yeah <laughs> yeah it's a little bit crazy uh oh man and me being like, if anybody listens to the Thunderquack podcast, they know that. I mean, even if you listen to this, you probably know. I am a huge Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. We unfortunately got the bad news that that Sony and Disney can't come to an agreement about Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. So he's probably getting pulled out of the MCU for the foreseeable future. Now, I would also say nothing is set in stone and nothing's forever. So even if he does two movies that aren't part of the MCU, they might make another deal in a little while and bring them back in, depending on how those movies perform, but, um, and how they, how, how well they're received. But, um, there was that, but then there's also all this other stuff. They, they announced black Panther too. They, they went into details on all these other series. They showed, uh, uh, the poster for black widow. I, uh, they announced uh, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. Uh, what was the other one? There's a third. Uh, one. Yeah, it was. Um, oh yeah, you said Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. What's the third one that they announced? Dang, they announced the third. Oh, Disney Moon Knight. Yeah, and Moon Knight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. On top of all the other stuff that they just announced at Comic Con, right? Was that at Con? Yeah, that was at Comic Con, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, in the in the Phase Four lineup, like it's crazy. It is not. We are living in a ridiculous time for content. Um, Of course, the flip side of that is that there's a cartoon supervillain in the White House currently. And um, uh, there's another cartoon supervillain in in Brazil that's uh, allowing the Amazon rainforest to just just burn, uh, which is a terrible thing. you know, and the world just in general is is kind of going to hell. But Disney Plus is going to be pretty rad. So, but they're killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely so, could. Hey, for six ninety nine or seven ninety nine, whatever yeah. it is, and all this. Oh my gosh, well, this is so. And crazy. if you're if you're a D twenty three member, so there's a paid D twenty three membership, but you can get a free general membership. 
Um, I think this is only open to Americans, so it's not very self-serving for me to, to talk about it for Canadian listeners or whatever, but, or international listeners even more so. Um, but American listeners, if they're D23 members, they can actually save, I think it's like $30 a year or something like that. If they get a three year subscription now, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like that's, yeah. that's nuts. So it's like, it's like 200 bucks or something like that. And you're, and you're set for three years of Disney plus. Um, wow. And I think that's totally worth it. And I think everybody should do that. And the funny thing is all these people talking about like, Oh, like here comes Disney plus to shut down Netflix. That's not it at all. I just think like that that's the two places it's like Disney yeah. plus oh, yeah. Netflix. If you have those two things, and and let's add Amazon Prime into that because we I, like sure, Amazon sure. Prime. If you just have an Amazon Prime membership, you have Amazon Prime Video, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, if you're a human being in North America in particular, why wouldn't you have an Amazon Prime membership? Even though that's also a evil corporation run by a cartoon supervillain. It like I ordered a comic book today, and it'll be here on Thursday, and it was cheaper than if I went into the store to buy it. So. Uh, wow. you know, like yeah. that's just kind of the way that it is. And that's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, uh, Amazon, so this is the same thing that everybody said about Walmart years ago though. Right. About like, Oh, Walmart is a terrible, but people still shop there. So. Oh yeah. I'm there every week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Amazon prime has lots of great content as well. If you've got those three things, but even just Netflix and Disney plus, um, yeah, man, you're set. You are set. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. There's too much content out there in the world right now. There's just too much. Um, And as as somebody who runs a podcast network that covers geek content, specifically in that vein, there's even too much content to cover. It's it's nuts how much stuff there is. And uh, and no one can cover everything. Um, At least not well you have to kind of pick and choose and i think that they as as viewers you got to kind of pick and choose what you're going to be into and uh and for me it's like disney plus is what i'm going to be into and there's a few other things on the periphery of that that uh that are going to catch my interest like stranger things and and uh stuff Mm. like that but but for the most part uh disney plus i think is going to keep me busy with everything that i need um, not to mention it's going to keep my kids busy and uh, all that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 so crazy. Um, and then the movies on top of that that are all coming out. Um, yeah. Life is good. But let's get life into. Let's get. Let's talk a little bit about Star Wars Resistance and uh, the okay. fact that it is um, the final season. Um, and exactly what that means. Uh, this news, this was on purpose, by the way, uh, in case anybody was like, man, why they just kind of announced that and buried it. Yes, they did. They did. did they? Um, yeah. yeah. Confirmation I, that they think that this is bad news, that Disney and Lucasfilm considers this a bad thing is that they released, they didn't wait until D 23 to talk about it. They mm. didn't talk about it as part of Disney plus they, yeah. I announced, okay, the second and final season of Star Wars Resistance is coming to uh, Disney Channel on 
October, whatever it is, October, I want to say like it's around the 15th or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to look it up right now, but, um, yeah, I, they announced, oh, so October 6th. Sorry. I think the 15th is the day's arrow. Um, so, uh, here, here's the, 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 the press release, the Emmy award nominated series, star Wars resistance returns for its second and final season beginning Sunday, October 6th at 10 PM. <laughs> Uh, Eastern time, um, which thankfully yeah. is seven o'clock for us. But uh, I know uh, it says e- EDT PDT. Maybe it, I guess. But if you have both feeds, whatever on Disney Channel and on and in Disney now with subsequent airings on Disney XD. The new season takes place during the events of The Last Jedi leading up to the rise of Skywalker as as Kaz and the team continue to fight against the threat of the First Order, culminating in an epic series finale. An all-new season two trailer for Star Wars Resistance was released today on the Star Wars YouTube page, um, and that trailer, like most Star Wars animation trailers, really gives us nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of it showed some some neat stuff, and it it talks about some new characters. This continues. The story picks up after a harrowing. Sp- uh, escape from the first order as the colossus and all its residents find themselves lost in space pursued by agent tyranny and commander pyre kaz and team also face a myriad of new dangers that's incorrect english but that's fine <laughs> it should be a myriad new dangers along the way including bounty hunters a suspicious hut general hux and supreme leader kylo ren meanwhile tam grapples with her future and where her true allegiance lies with her friends or the first order the thrilling final season will showcase how the unlikeliest of heroes can help spark hope across the galaxy. Joining the voice cast and guest starring roles for season two are Joe uh, Manganiello uh, as Axe Tagrin, David Diggs as Norath Kev, Matthew Wood as Kylo Ren, and hmm. Lucy Lawless as the Aeosian Queen. Xena? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, so that's all. That's every, And then it's just the list of everybody coming back from the past uh so yeah here's my take on it star wars resistance is not the show that lucasfilm set out to make um i think that was really evident in the first half of season one Mm. i think that it pivoted in the second half of season one i think all of this happened before anybody even saw an episode um and i think that that they put it out and went, let's see what people think. But you remember they put it out. They aired at 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday. Yeah, that was weird. Huh? I, yeah. And we were confused by that at the time. And I think now we kind of have answers on this. I don't want to naysay it. And I don't want to be critical of the content of the show. I think that there were directives. I think that, um, there was a, there, and I think that there may have been too many voices trying to figure out what this show is going to be. I think with clone wars airing on cartoon network with Dave Filoni at the helm firmly, um, and making a lot of the creative decisions. And obviously with George Lucas steering that, from behind the scenes, right. Breaking the stories and, and sort of, um, teaching Dave as they went on, on how to tell a star Wars story. I think, think that show was on a lot more solid ground. I think that star Wars rebels was Dave proving to everybody. 
this was not just the influence of George. I can do this on my own now. And Star Wars Rebels, we talked about this when Rebels ended. I think the four seasons of Star Wars Rebels are better than the vast majority of the Clone Wars. I Whoa. think I think that the Clone Wars has some stories in it that exceed Star Wars Rebels. But I think that Star Wars Rebels as a whole, all four seasons, and that includes there's some pretty crummy episodes in there. Sure. It has ups and downs like any show. I mean, it's it's four seasons of television. There's going to be some some less enjoyable episodes in there. Star Wars Rebels as a whole, I think, is a stronger story from beginning to end than Clone Wars is from beginning to end. I think the last two seasons of Clone Wars and I think this final season bringing that in. So saying those three seasons, those three seasons, right? Five, mm-hmm. six, seven. I think you've got something there. Um, and then I would take a couple of episodes from season two, three, four in there, um, to add into it. But, um, but I do think like rebels, I personally think is, is better. Um, I just think it's a more cohesive story. It's, you're not bouncing all over the place, obviously on clone wars by season five, we kind of did away with that and everything was basically just focused on Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi-Wan, um, which is what it should have been from the beginning. Right. Um, the anthology idea was cool, but it just, I don't, I don't think it ever worked the way that they wanted it to resistance in a similar way. I think that resistance was Dave stepping back. Now we know why, right? He was stepping back to work on the Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. which by all accounts looks to be the next best star Wars thing. I mean, like I, (laughs) we're going to talk about it, but that trailer, holy cow. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to get into it. Resistance, I think, was him stepping away and saying to these others, um, the whole the whole other crew, right? Okay, here's an idea, here's a seed, run with it. And then I think you had without him with him focused on something else and not in the day to day on resistance, I think what happened was Disney came in and made some comments and Lucasfilm came in, the story group came in and made some comments and, and then the showrunners themselves had a, had a story that they wanted to tell. Right. So you've got that nugget from Dave, uh, along with, um, I'm going to bring up the, the list right here, um, in that email to, to get everybody's names. So you get Dave Filoni is the, the created the series, Athena Pertio, Justin Ridge, uh, Brandon Auman, uh, uh, and Amy Beth Christensen, uh, being sort of the, the, the key minds behind it. I think that, I think that Athena Portillo and, and Justin Ridge, I think that they had an idea of what they wanted to do. And I think it was around the racing and the Colossus and life on this platform and peacetime between the fall of the empire and the fall of the new Republic, right? Like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what was the galaxy like, what did everybody lose when the first order destroyed Hosni and prime, right? Sort of like creating stakes for that. And I think you see that in the arc of the season, but then I think you get Disney coming in and going, I, I no, you gotta, it's a cartoon. It's going to be on Disney channel. You got to make this more approachable for kids. It can't be the clone wars. It can't even be the last two seasons of star Wars rebels. Like you guys got to make this, 
because I, Rebels didn't really ever find an audience either. Rebels was not as uh, well received as Clone Wars ever was, Clone Wars. and sure. and I think I think again, like I think that's because Rebels in the first season pulled a lot of punches because it was the first Disney property, right? Um, I, for good or bad, and and like I said, it's it's my favorite of the animated stuff so far. So. You know, like that is what it is. But but I think that that's the reality of it is that Cartoon Network was like, do your thing. Right. And I mean, like, let's talk about talk about rookies in season one Mm -hmm. and clones dying left and right. And and just the brutality of that series over over the five seasons that it was on Cartoon Network. And then even obviously season six on Netflix and, and now the final season. Um man what a what a story that series has had uh like meta outside of the actual thing but (laughs) yeah i think they came in they did that and then i think what like that and then the story group i think may have come in with some stuff about well we want to use resistance to kind of pepper in some of these ideas about the force awakens and then uh, we also want to use it to kind of inform some stuff from the last jedi and we also want to use it to set up some stuff for the rise of Skywalker. And so they're kind of, they're kind of in there like, like throwing these things in. And so there are these brief moments of like, wait, what, what's that about? Wait, what? That's kind of interesting. And then it's gone. Right. But it's all, it's sort of like these exterior influences of a galaxy coming in and distracting us from the story. Right. So that, and then them trying to constantly go back to, yeah, but this show's about racing, but the show's about racing. Yeah. But the show's mm-hmm. supposed to be about racing. And there are like three instances in season one where the show's about racing and about rebuilding the fireball. And like, like, I don't know, there's something there that if that's what the show had been, if the show had been Kazuta Ziono coming to the Colossus Um, this overarching story of like the first order and intrigue and pirates and whatever, in order to have some conflict, um, but like, like peppered within the season. And then the focus being like, man, we got to get this, this thing up and running and the interpersonal dynamics of, well, Tam was supposed to be the one to fly the fireball, but now Kaz is here and he's a better pilot, but she's a better mechanic. And how does that shake out? And them learning to be friends and, like that to me is a good show. And I think that that's the show that they wanted to make. I think that's probably the show that Dave Filoni was like, here guys, go do this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like sitting down, not saying like, here guys, go do this, but like the, the, that creative team sitting down and going, well, what are we going to do? Right. I think that was the show. And then at some point it was like, yeah, but we got to make it approachable for kids. And so it got silly. And then it was like, yeah, but we got to connect it to the larger star Wars lore. So then, the the first order stuff became the focus and by the 10th episode of the season who cares about racing anymore right yeah and oh yeah like it just it just had no cohesive feel to it that said the final what five episodes of the Uh, season were solid as hell right Mm -hmm. like that show got awesome right at the end and coming into season two, I hope that they can continue that and be a little bit more focused. And now that they can move away from that other stuff, cool. But I think the problem is it never 
that audience never coalesced, right? Because right. it was like the kids were like, well, I kind of like this part. And then the adults were like, well, I kind of like this part. But neither one was like, I like this show enough to watch it every week, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. you know how like we were just we were just podcasting about it because we had to at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, when we got into the end of the season, it got awesome. But it took a while. Too it late. took a while yeah. to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I, th- I think that, I think that's why it's ending in, in season two. The other part of it is that this is Disney for better or worse. Um, series run two seasons. Sometimes they run three. If mm. you're really lucky, you'll get a fourth with yeah. star Wars rebels. We were lucky. We got four seasons. I uh, with, with, I, I like, so here's a great example. Um, the Avengers have had like three series since Avengers came out in 2012 on, mm. on Disney channels on, on whether it's Disney channel or XD or whatever. Right. Um, they reboot stuff constantly. Uh, they've currently got Marvel Spider-Man. Well, that's going to get kiboshed. That's toast. Right. Because the point of Marvel Spider-Man was to make an animated series that reflected, the Tom Holland Spider-Man in the MCU. It's not connected to it, but it reflects it. He's a teenager. He's in high school, uh, all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, and now they're going to look at that and go, no, we're not going to do that. Cause we're not going to be a lead into a Sony cash cow. Right. Mm. So mm. they're going to cut that, that series. And that series is run for, I think two seasons and maybe they've got a third season in the works. Um, I think the second half of season two is about to start airing. So it like, that's just the way that it works with Disney. They very quickly move on to other things nowadays. It's kind of a shame. Um, at Disney animation is, it's a bit of a gong show. There's some really great stuff coming out of Disney animation. So it's, this is kind of the, you take the good with the bad. Cause like gravity falls was an amazing series. Um, Tron uprising was fantastic. Um, there were a lot of shows on Disney XD and, and Disney Channel in the last five years that have been phenomenal shows, but a lot of them have gotten two or three seasons and Star Wars Resistance is one of those shows that's going to get two seasons. Um, and and my hope is that Disney Plus is going to change all this, um, moving to a streaming platform where Disney owns everything mm, and I... Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. has real numbers because with with Disney XD and Disney Channel, they're relying on on ratings and PVR numbers, and that stuff's all just kind of nonsense. Um, so yeah, I, I I think that I think the future is going to be bright for whatever the next animated thing is. We know the next animated thing is already Clone Wars, but whatever comes after that, right? right. So yeah. I don't know. We'll 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 see. We'll see where it goes, but hopefully, it's the Ahsoka series. Yeah, I, you know, it's when we heard that, when I heard that news about resistance, part of me was like, wasn't shocked at all. Um, I think we might have talked about this when this when this series started and we started covering it. Like, okay, this series is going on, and the time frame it was like, how much could they do? How many seasons can they go? Unless, you know, we talked about other series doing this where you you branch off from that timeline and if something's going on in the last Jedi, you kind of branch this series off and see what they're doing away from, you know, the saga stuff. So like I said, it, it didn't really surprise me. 
Um, and we talked about this first season, how it, it struggled in the beginning for for me, I think you as well, a little bit in the beginning, and then it kind of found its footing a little bit at the end. And seeing this season two trailer, uh, we got some pretty cool stuff. You know, we're, we're going to obviously see some new places, new planets, possibly um, some characters like Tam and Tyranny and where they left off and, and where they're going is going to be kind of an interesting uh, season wrap up and series wrap up. Uh, they threw in the Crimson Corsair in this in this uh, trailer and, you know, super battle droids. Yep. Uh, Kaz, he looks like he's going against the first order at some point here. Uh, and then obviously ends with Kylo and him. Um, you see him kind of using the force to uh, take Tam's hand to her gun, possibly something like that. So obviously the addition of Kylo was kind of like, okay, that's, we kind of wondered about that. And we were going to, are we going to see this? Would they actually do that? And, and they've shown that they will do it, which is great. I think it's great that they bring in these saga characters to this little small series. Um, but again, you know, I wasn't necessarily surprised. And, and you talked about Dave Filoni. I just wonder, like, he's kind of like the creative person behind this. But I think he just got like, hey, we got uh, Favreau wants to do uh, The Mandalorian for a TV show. You want to be in it? He's like, you know, he, he couldn't he couldn't let go of this uh uh, resistance fast enough. Like I'm going yeah. over there to work with yeah. with Favreau on this thing. Heck yeah! Of course I want to do that. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it, yeah. but I well, can let, understand why you go. Let's jump into the Mandalorian from there. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And I, this it. is the thing about the Mandalorian. So the story as it goes is that uh, John Favreau was approached by Disney and Lucasfilm to say like, Hey, what do you want to do? Yeah. Right. Like if you could do Star Wars, what would you want to do? And obviously his connection to the story of the Mandalorians um, prompted him to say, this is what I want to do. I want to do a story about Mandalore, mm -hmm. about a Mandalorian. Um, and I want to do it with Dave Filoni. <laughs> right. Like because because he knew from working on the Clone Wars as pre Vizsla. Mm -hmm. And and you remember when he was introduced as Previsla and they showed us all that behind the scenes stuff back when we used to get that sort of thing. Um, and we saw like, oh, man, like this is not just somebody coming in to do a voice. This is not stunt casting. This is like uh, uh, John Favreau is sitting there with it's a lot like uh, like Freddie Prince, right, where they're like they're a little more intense at times than even Dave is about some of the stuff. And right. Dave has to like, kind of talk them down and go like, wait, 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 just, yeah. just because it was Slow in down. a book doesn't mean that we're going to, you know, like, like let's, let's talk about the reality. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, John Favreau was crazy about figuring out like, where did these characters come from? What's the history of Mandalore? What's how, how does all this stuff connect together? All that sort of stuff. And, um, and that, that continues into this. And you can tell it's on the screen. The two of them obviously sat down and said, what's going to be the legacy of that story we started telling in Clone Wars that we continued in Rebels? And where does it go now? Right? Um, and then the announcement, uh, well, obviously we got the trailer. We'll talk about some of the details of the trailer in a second, but then we got the announcement that Ming-Na Wen is also joining the cast, an mm -hmm. already incredible cast, like sure. already oh, yeah. mind blowing. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to call this right now. I don't think she's in a lot of season one. 
I think she's in one episode and I think it's a setup for season two because we already mm-hmm. know that season two is happening. Yeah, he's right. It's actually yeah. it's actually the only Disney Plus series so far that has gotten the announcement that it's getting a season two. So mm-hmm. yeah, he, like she's I think that she's going to be a focus in season two. I think as much of the fandom does that she is a Mandalorian and I think that she's I think she's a Ren. I think she's clan. I thought you were going to say Sabine, but yeah, Ren in in any case. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that she's Sabine specifically because I think Sabine would be younger at that point in time because because this is just after Return of the Jedi, right? The other thing is that we know where that story starts post Return of the Jedi. We know Mm -hmm. that 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 the end of Rebels is right after the Battle of Endor, right? Whether it's immediately after or like maybe a year or two after it's pretty close after. And that's the same time frame as the Mandalorian. That's not to say that these two characters couldn't be connected and that these two characters couldn't cross paths and that we might not see whoever Ming-Na Wen's character is on whatever series ends up being that Sabine and Ahsoka series. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah. But Yeah. No, this this trailer. Uh, I think um, this this thing was. I, I mean, we can talk about. it. I guess we can go through some of it. Um, first of all, I was just blown away by. You know, you can see where they talked about the you know the ten to fifteen million per episode. Uh, you can see that in this footage as you're watching through this. Some of the some of the shots that that just kind of blew me away. There's a shot, of course, the beginning where you see all the stormtrooper heads on the pikes. Uh, looks to me like it's probably Tatooine um, mm. with some of the hovels. But there was a shot where it's in the beginning of the trailer where you see the Mandalorian walking from his ship and he's walking through this kind of arch type thing and the ships around like a little city. Just a gorgeous looking shot. And there's another shot of him just walking to the camera with the uh, kind of like the sunset in the distance. Just some epic looking shots and i believe it's the same guy who did rogue one as far as the uh, photography uh so this thing looks beautiful you can tell that they're spending the money and it's paying off and and do you think that they're so confident in this series that they just said hey you we, you know they saw whatever they saw and they go john go ahead and start writing season two right now because this is a guaranteed smash hit i, I don't know if that's what they told him because Without any numbers at all, I mean, without even a trailer, he was already writing season two. So I, think, I don't know. I, I think crazy. I think between what Kathleen Kennedy saw and what Bob Iger saw uh, during production, and then the reaction when they just showed us a picture of the character, because yeah. remember that's the first thing we ever saw, right? Was just like yeah. here's a picture of the Mandalorian, of of the 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 gunfighter, right? And I, uh, and everybody was like sign me up for Disney plus now. Right. I think that at that point that (laughs) Bob Iger said season two, just do it. Right. Like I, and I, I think that you, you look at the creative team that they've got. I think you look at, you look at Dave Filoni, John Favreau, you've got Bryce Dallas Howard, Taika Waititi, uh, the whole list of creatives that are in there. Um, and then you look at the visuals of it and how just how good it looks. I mean, like that whole trailer, you you singled out a couple of shots. I can't do that because every shot in this trailer is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, no, you're right. Yeah. But my yeah, favorite yeah. 
my favorite above all is that shot of the the cracked earth underneath it like whatever planet that is where it's like those those like ravines and gullies but it's like dried up cracked earth yeah and and the the what is it it's the what's the ship the razor crest razor crest flying flying over it yeah man come on like just (laughs) just i'm done and then the standout moment in that trailer that tells yeah, what's me your what this, that that tells me what this series is. There you go. He's doing his bounty hunter thing, and 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 uh, Werner Herzog is like, "Oh, bounty hunting is a uh, dangerous or whatever." He's saying, "Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's ominous, and it's about bounty hunters being badasses, right?" Mm-hmm. And he's doing his whole thing, and he looks awesome, and it looks like it basically looks like Boba or Django Fett, right? It's the same deal. Um, and then the one guy runs for the door and he whips him with the, with the, <laughs> the, 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 the lasso thing or whatever, grabs him, pulls him back and then blasts the control to the door. And that door Iris is closed and we cut, we yeah. just cut away. We don't show what happens. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, this show's not for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the it's thing. It's funny. I'm always yeah, going to say it. I'm always going to say it. Star Wars is for kids. That being said, Rogue One was not for kids. This might be for older kids. Yeah. And I don't think that the Mandalorian's for kids either. I don't think the Cassian show will be for kids. I think Kenobi will. I think Kenobi will be a family show. Um, I think it'll be a little bit, a little bit more middle of the road, uh, maybe more in tone with like Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, Empire, sort of in that, in that zone. Um, but yeah, this show, no. And that's it. Look, you guys all know how how I feel about Rogue One. I have problems with it. One of my problems is that Star Wars is for kids and I don't really, I don't really feel that Rogue One had that in mind. I think it was trying to be too cool. I think one of my favorite things about Solo is that it balances that. It's a great movie, but it's also approachable and it's a good family film. Um, It, it, strikes that perfect tone but this uh i'm willing if the quality is there i'm willing to overlook it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. with rogue one shot beautifully there's some good performances in there there's some interesting characters but in terms of a story it it there's some weirdness in there with Jin Erso's character. I don't think that she should be the central character in that story. Um, I think it should have been more of an ensemble story and it's not, it's, it's very much her story with incidental characters. Obviously Cassian is the more interesting character and that's why he's getting a Disney plus series. I think at the moment, that's all we can really even say about the Cassian Andor series. Um, Cassian K2, whoever else ends up being in it, they announced some more actors and stuff. It's going to be great as well, I think. But, um, you know, Rogue One is Rogue One. Mandalorian, although it might have some of the same tone as Rogue One in terms of it being a little bit more adult, I think it's, I think it has good reason to be that way. And I think that it's going to, so one of the things that they've talked a lot about, especially John Favreau, is that this is about the, darker seedier corners of the galaxy i think where rogue one runs into trouble is that that's kind of how it starts Mm -hmm. but then by the end of it it's just like she just turns into princess leia in the third act she's just padme right right? 
Like it's just it's just a cookie cutter of those other two characters, which is where that movie loses me, which is unfortunate because the third act is the best part of the movie, right? So mm-hmm. like you go into the third act and I'm like, whoa, 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 you just lost the thread. Okay, cool, X Wings, right? But then when they both die at the end, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, doesn't matter. They're not important to anybody else's story. They they served their purpose. See you later. Mm-hmm. Right. Like everybody's dead. Well, I didn't care enough about any of these characters unless I read a book. Right. So, you know, like if I, I have to read see, a book in that. order to care about your characters in your two hour movie, two and a half hour movie, then you've then you didn't do it. You didn't you didn't nail the movie. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but with this, it's like. Look, I already care about these characters. I don't even know anything about <laughs> about yeah. uh, Gina Carano's character. I already love that character. Just the way that she looks, and just the little glimpses that we've seen. Like I'm like, okay, this is a character that I'm behind. This is a world that I'm interested in. We see IG Eleven yeah. rocking it out and just like pew pew pew. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I'm, dude, it looks I, like he's. Uh possibly some kind of a right hand man to the Mandalorian. Is that what I, you're getting? I think they I think they team up in in whatever yeah. bounty they're they're going on. Yeah, it's I Here's the thing about the Mandalorian. Matt and I will be podcasting about the Mandalorian. Mhm. Even though it's probably going to kill me. Like I'm like there's there's going to be way too many things running at once between Mandalorian, Arrow, <laughs> Star Wars Resistance, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, but Matt and I are get, we, we are going to do it. You guys are going to hear us talk about the Mandalorian and that's going to be a real big change because we focused mainly on the animated stuff and made some, you know, uh, diversions here and there to, to do, um, some movie news and, and, uh, and obviously, uh, our reactions after the, the feature films have come out. Um, but this is the first time, I mean, it's, of course it is, it's the first live action series, but uh, you and I are going to be jumping into that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's only logical because it is Dave Filoni. Right. So like, oh, let's, yeah. let's get, let's get back to what, to what we do best, which is talk about the great work that Dave does. Um, not just any show could have convinced me that we needed to do that. Like, like there are more than enough people associated with Thunder Quack for me to put together a crew um, and say, go for it. You guys are doing mm-hmm the the mandalorian right um and at at this point i think it's probably going to be a bit of a fight about about who is on that show because maybe (laughs) we'll have a third but i don't know right because i know that tim and kyle are going to want to talk about it i know that paul's going to want to talk about it i know like i can rotate i'll share amanda probably wants to jump in and talk about the mandalorian right so (laughs) um yeah i mean the mandalorian might end up being three hosts every week and it might end up being three different hosts yeah, <laughs> every no, week cool. just so that everybody can get on there and talk about this show. Um, cool. Cassie and Andor, who knows, like we'll see what that looks like and we'll see who's interested in that one. Uh, but let me tell you, Obi-Wan Kenobi, when Kenobi hits, you will not be able to keep me away from that show. So <laughs> of course, no, of course we're going to cover all that stuff on thunder quack in one form or another. Well, I don't, we don't have the details quite worked out yet. We're still kind of, this is the first time that Matt and I have done a podcast in. It's been a few months. I mean, yeah. the Since finale the of, of Star Wars Resistance. So Resistance, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Despite all of our best efforts to, uh, to do something else. Um, yeah. Uh, Cassie and I jumped on and did, did an episode after celebration, but, um, 
but Matt, you weren't able to be there. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it Suffice to say the Mandalorian looks like it's going to be awesome. And the future of Disney plus and these live action series looks like it's going to be fantastic. Um, <coughs> yeah. I yeah. don't know. What would, do you have anything to say about Kenobi other than finally? And yes. <laughs> well, I'll, well, here's the thing with, I'll, I'll finish up the Mandalorian sure. with, I had the same reaction to you. Like, that was my favorite shot of the trailer was him, you know, shooting that thing. And it just brought me back to, to the Westerns. Obviously, obviously it has the Western vibe to it. That man with no name, you know, the single gunslinger kind of thing. And, and I love Westerns. So this is right up my alley. Some of the shots, I mean, you talked about uh, seeing death troopers in here. Um, it's hard to gauge exactly what this thing is going to be about. I, it, for some I'm going to this kid and this, um, this lady that they show in the trailer, they made a point to show this, and I don't can't tell if it's a boy or a girl, um, but possibly, you know, this is somebody that he's supposed to go after, this kid, and then it turns out that he ends up protecting the kid. Who the kid is, I don't know. Is he somebody very important in this universe? Well, that's something we'll find out. But just trying to piece together what this could be about, showing that kid and that, that lady, there's something with that. So I think there's something to do with that. Um, and then also, obviously this is right after return of the Jedi. So a few years later, you can see all the still stormtroopers in here. You got, uh, Gideon, uh, Moff Gideon played by Giancarlo Esposito. You see him in the trailer flanked by death troopers and stormtroopers. So obviously these regional governors still have some type of influence in this part of the, uh, the galaxy and they're still kind of doing their thing. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see all of that. How that, like you said, Mike, I I couldn't be more excited about this thing after seeing that trailer. And just uh, you, you mentioned Gina Carano playing Cara Dune, uh, Grief Karga, Carl Weathers, Taika Waititi voicing IG88. Just it's just and in, all the people involved, like you said, Mike. Just I, this thing is is looking fantastic. Kenobi. Here's my question to you: How? Of course, I'm super excited about this. Um, here's my question, though. How do you do the show? And obviously, we already know Kenobi's fate. We know what happens. How do you get Star Wars fans and regular fans invested in Kenobi, being as at the time frame is, uh, what, eight years after Revenge of the Sith? Mm. How do you get people into the show knowing what happens to Kenobi? I have a, I, I have ideas like where they could go. Do you have any thoughts, Mike, of what where they could go, or does it doesn't even matter to you? It doesn't matter. Okay. But that said, um, I had a I had a Twitter exchange. Oh man, I wish I could remember who it was with. Um, but I was like, when when the rumors started a week before D twenty three, and it was like, oh yeah, I, this this. Obi-Wan Kenobi show and I was like look as much as I want it I also don't want them to wreck the story the great close to the story of Darth Maul that we got right like don't don't mess with that mm-hmm. um, as much as I would want to see Ray Park and Sam Witwer bring oh, that sure. character to life and fill in some of the some of the gaps um, between Solo and and uh, Star Wars Rebels right um, 
which this would because it would be three years earlier uh, right. than than the beginning of Star Wars Rebels, and then Star Wars Rebels leads up to when we see Darth Maul dies essentially, um, uh, like a year I would say before, uh, before a new, a new hope. hope. Right. Um, is Ezra Ezra is still young Ezra? He doesn't have the shaved head yet, right? Right. Well, that's the thing, right? Him and Ezra, so him, Ezra, and, Ezra and Maul have that connection, and he tells, he basically finds out where Kenobi is. So, how do you have Maul in this in this series? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, does the timeline not match up? I guess, right? Yeah. So that, and that's exactly it. And 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 they're not going to relive that moment. Um, I I don't think that they're gonna that they're going yeah. to recreate that in live action. That's not. That's not yeah. the point of, of doing it. It's, it's not like it's not canon because it happened in animation. It is canon and it is perfect and it's awesome. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think. I'm trying. Sorry, I'm trying to find this thread um, that I was in this conversation with this person, but mm-hmm. I can't find it. So I'm sorry is it about it was about where they could take Kenobi. It was about the idea of like Darth Maul being involved and where oh, okay. like yeah. at first I said like, no, don't have Darth Maul anywhere near it. If they're going to do Kenobi, it has to be its own thing. And then it became, yeah, but you know, like if we saw post solo and then we saw Kira and how that's connected and <laughs> wow. here's the thing, here's the thing. Oh, I just realized this. Oh, we're on Tatooine. Yeah, we're eight years after Revenge of the Sith, which means we are. No, wait, we're between eight years is between the beginning and end of Solo, right? Yeah, well, so, so maybe has this a, would so be has the time jump. So it's kind of like so. Let's see how between. many seasons this series ends up being. But could it possibly at some point end up involving Han? Could they finish Solo? Because uh-huh. Solo was planned to be three movies. It's very obvious by the end of that film that there was going to be a trilogy there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and there was more story to tell with Darth Maul and Kira. There still is. And they got to tell it somewhere. Hmm. I would love to see... This is where the conversation ended up going from us saying like, no, don't go anywhere near that. That's a terrible idea. And then where we ended in the conversation was, but if they somehow managed to tell the story of Darth Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi in parallel with those two characters never interacting, but showing Obi-Wan's journey in solitude on Tatooine and what that is alongside Darth Maul's rise to power as the head of Crimson Dawn and what that is leading into Kenobi as leading into solo. Um, and then what if it like I'm just thinking what if it goes past that and then we eventually get to see Alden Ehrenreich because <laughs> I want to yeah. see Obi Wan cross paths with Jabba right because how does Obi Wan Kenobi who knows Jabba the Hutt how does he stay hidden on Tatooine with Jabba there that close to him that's right? where I thought you were going was. The and then I want to see Boba Fett. I want to yeah. see Boba Fett come in, and I want them to finish his story and fill in the gap there between Clone Wars mm-hmm. and and Empire Strikes Back. Right? Like, yeah. let's fill in that gap too. The fact that Obi Wan is on Tatooine, which is the central p- planet in the galaxy, all of this stuff, 
there's an opportunity for them to actually use that series to fill in a lot of gaps and to bring in a lot of other characters. And in doing so, never have Obi-Wan leave the planet, but have the wider galaxy coming to him to constantly. Him, yeah. Yeah. So seeing Han... So because if 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 our story with Obi-Wan intermingles with Jabba and Jabba's story connects over to Crimson Dawn, which is Darth Maul and Kira, right? All of that connects. It makes sense that that story would continue in and we would see the moment that Han shows up to take the job from Jabba and then drops his shipment and blah, 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 and everything that yeah. leads him to owing money to Jabba, right? And mm-hmm. how maybe Boba Fett's connected into that somehow, we don't know, right? Like, we don't know these stories, so like let's figure out a way to tell them. This might be the way. Um, well, you got Chewbacca, too, who knows in Star Wars, he t- seems to know Obi-Wan, right? He goes to... And that's one of the things, right, is yeah. that there is an opportunity there to connect that story as well. Um, mm. I've always said since Revenge of the Sith, it makes so much sense why Obi-Wan immediately goes over to the Wookiee. It's like he walks into that place and he's like, wretched hive of scum and villainy. What the hell is a Wookiee doing in here? <laughs> yeah. Either he's one of the few bad ones or I can trust him. I'm going to go talk to him, talks to him. And then this Wookiee is like, wait, you're a Jedi. And then is like, I, my, it's okay. He's He seems a little rough around the edges, but trust me, Han's got a good heart, right? Let's go deal with him. And then that's like, it's no coincidence that those two end up together. As Obi-Wan says, literally in that movie, in my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Mm. Um, Yeah. yeah. And how is all of that connected and how can all of that stuff come together? So I don't know, maybe that's that, but this is, there's so much speculation that I want, I'm going to cut myself off there. That's it. Yeah, no, I, and I'll just I'll finish up by saying like that's one of the questions I asked like because I was thinking the same thing like super excited. One of the things is because Ewan's coming back. I mean that's fantastic, and then getting a whole series instead of just a movie obviously is so much better because you can really you know you can mm-hmm. really tell a story now. And, and then I started thinking, okay, so what would excite me about besides having you in there and all that? What would as far as the timeline, what is the story that I want to see? And I started to think about it and we saw, we saw him in rebels and that one yep. scene where he's watching over Luke. So could you have a young Luke, you know, in this story somehow and, and him some, you know, defending Luke or, or saving him at certain points without yeah. giving himself away. Cause Luke obviously knows who Ben is. He says, old Ben to, uh, to uncle. Owen. And that's another thing I said, I was thinking to myself, like, does Uncle Uncle Owen get involved? Because he just calls him. Uh, what does he call him? Like he's just an old hermit or something crazy like that. Crazy old and wizard. Crazy old wizard. So could you could you factor in Uncle Owen being involved in the series somehow, and him kind of having that battle with Obi Wan? Like you know, you're a Jedi, and and I know what happened to Anakin, and it ruined him, and all that kind of thing. So there's again, there's you start thinking of things, and the last thing that came to my mind was. The, the line that Vader says to Obi-Wan in Star Wars, you know, when, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I'm the master. That's a vague enough. And I know that you're not, I know that you're not on board with this, but that's a vague enough line to where you could have Vader show up in some fashion and face off. And again, 
nothing's going to happen. Like if they battle, you know, nothing's going to happen because what happens. And so then I started backtracking on my own wish list about having Vader in this thing, you know, but that line, like I said, is big enough. I know you're not a big fan of it, but I'm trying to think of myself, what would excite me seeing Vader on the screen again, battling. And, but I don't know. It's, and here's the thing. The scripts are written. This thing has been in, this thing has been in, in the, but going on behind the scenes for a while now. We're going to get, we're going to get, Mandalorian this year, we're going to get Cassian, I think, probably sometime around August, September of next year. And then I think we're going to get Kenobi in like January, February of 2021. I think that's how it's going to shake out. And uh, you remember when we were like, when they when they came out and they're like, yeah, so no Star Wars movies for like three years, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like two years or something like that. And everybody was like, what? How are we going to make it? We'll be just fine. Well, I started to think about the celebration too. Like, what are they going to do a celebration? Well, you could have a Cassian trailer. You could have a, a Kenobi trailer. Um, Mando season or Mandalorian season two trailer. You know, I mean, there's you there's just stuff there. you just oh my god, dude! You right just there. blew my mind. Because they're going to start shooting this thing possibly at the beginning of 2020. You can have a trailer by August. We're going to get you to see I mean? you and McGregor on yeah. stage. At, at Celebration, showing off his new series, right? Hopefully. I got my fingers crossed, right? I might get to meet you and McGregor <laughs> next year, next summer. That that's might happen funny. next year. That might happen, yeah. I mean, it's a, shows up that's, a big, that's a big might. That's a big if. There's a lot of, there's a lot of ifs in there. Yeah. Um, can you imagine if he did signings? Yeah. I mean, he's at D23. Why not show up at Celebration, you know? They have a panel. They'll have a panel. I need to like take a moment. If 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 he does pictures, like if he does signings, and there's and the photo, photo ops, ops, you gotta be there, man. What if Hayden Christensen's there too? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. And huh? you can get a picture with Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. You could be right in the middle. I can see it right now. I can see I'm the picture. I'm so excited right now. <laughs> oh, man, here's one thing. Yeah. I am getting a picture with Mark Hamill next year. Because uh-huh. I regret so much never getting a picture with Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And no, there's no going back. There's no undo on that one. So Mark Hamill, I got to meet Mark Hamill once in my life, um, just to even just to say, I think you were awesome in the Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he might not agree with you, but hey. Yeah, he know. might not. Well, no, no, he was awesome. He was. I'm just saying, he yeah. might. It's character. He probably wouldn't agree, but that's all right. Uh. Even if I just get to see Ewan McGregor on stage in person next year. Yeah. I think that's totally, I I will, think that's totally possible. I will cry. I cried yeah. when I saw George Lucas on stage the first time, so I will definitely cry when I see Obi-Wan Kenobi on stage for the yeah. first time. Uh, cool. Let's talk about the return. Uh, sorry, the return, the, the, the rise of Skywalker, and then wrap yeah. this up because we've been talking Finish for a while up. now. This is it um, right here. Finish it up. The Rise Crazy, of Skywalker. Yeah. There's not a lot to talk about. Uh, they dropped uh, this little sneak peek. Um, the, the More than half of it is clips from old movies. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's like, uh, what's the planet? Pasana? This Pasana, yeah. Another mm-hmm. desert planet. Big yep. festival. Looks really cool. Very exciting. Uh, X-Wings. B wings, A wings, Y wings, 
Corellian Corvette, some other ship in a cloudy-ish sky. I think it's a nebula of some kind, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Destroyers, as far as the eye can see. I... Yeah. Characters on ships, characters fighting things, Kylo Ren, Ray and Kylo Ren fighting on top of the partially submerged Death Star. Um, C3PO and red eyes. C3PO with red eyes. Yeah. And then Dark Ray with a double bladed <laughs> lightsaber. Yeah. Um, a la the, the Temple Guard in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, That's the, right. Yeah. The, the Inquisitor before he was the Inquisitor. Right. Um, yeah, people who are like, oh, that's a cool new thing. No, it's not. Uh, it's cool, but it's not new. It was a cool new thing in Star Wars Rebels Season 3. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, here's the thing. I am very proud of the internet. I tweeted this yesterday. Uh, I expected a lot of real asinine, uh, stupid theories about how Rey is going to turn dark. Here's... The deal with that. This is the last movie. This is the final movie in the Skywalker saga. It'd be tough to do that, yeah. yeah. We're not ending this with with uh, uh, Ray turning to the dark side. That's not you can't end. That's not the end of a story. That's the beginning of a new story. Yeah. Right. That's the beginning. Like that's the end of Revenge of the Sith, and then you go into. And like the, another trilogy after that, we don't, we're not going into another trilogy as far as we know. Um, so this is, this is the end. She's not turning to the dark side. Also, that's not where the character has been going. I know that there's a lot of people that are hopeful out there for some reason that she's going to turn evil. I, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't understand how you're watching Star Wars that you think that this character is going that way. I will tell you what my best guess is for this, and then I will tell you what my second best guess is. And I think, Matt, you're probably going to agree with both of these. My best guess is that this is a vision. This is being um, perpetuated in some way by Palpatine. Uh, This is the cave on Dagobah. Okay. Right? Imagine if in the trailer for Empire Strikes Back, they showed Luke going into the cave, not even Luke going into the cave, but just Vader stepping out and then Luke chopping his head off. Mm -hmm. That's what this shot is. Right. And then the next shot is the mask exploding and Luke's face being inside it. Right. This is a vision. All of the sequels have been heavy on force visions. I, we had the force back in the force awakens. We had the mirror in the last Jedi, um, as well as we didn't, we didn't get to see the force vision, but Ray did have a force vision of the, the middle of the movie of, of the, the fight with Kylo alongside Kylo, right. And the death of Snoke. She saw that before it happened. She misinterpreted it sort of what Yoda says about things and, you know, like the, you know, we, you kind of see what you want to see. Right. But this is a hundred percent to me. This is a vision. Um, there will be a fight. Ray will fight herself. I guarantee that. Um, 
the if that's not what happens, if my guarantee is not worth anything, it's possible that Kylo is being confronted with a vision of Ray like this because mm. his his whole thing is like, oh, I want to turn her to the dark side. And Palpatine might be like, fine, this is what happens if she turns. She beats you. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't need to turn her. You need to destroy her, right? Um, I think that Palpatine is going to try and manipulate Kylo Ren in the same way that he was manipulating Snoke. I think that's Snoke's story. Um, but yeah, I think that that's I think that's a vision. My second best guess is that that's a clone. They okay. they yeah. somehow Kylo Ren has cloned her, or Palpatine has cloned her i i don't know how we we got from one to the other but somehow somehow Mm -hmm. i don't think i don't think that palpatine would have done it because i think that palpatine will be a force spirit i think that the fact that it's a vision i i think that's the most likely um it's also weird the shot is weird her performance is weird it all seems slightly off which to me says that it's a vision um but Somebody mentioned that lightsaber on, on is Twitter, badass, yeah. and it's another action figure they can sell. So, <laughs> somebody did mention that. And I saw you respond to that to being an odd shot. The way she looks, she looks gaunt, um, pale, uh, and, I, and I think and here's the thing: you talked about that cave thing. If they were to show that in in a trailer, I think that's kind of where I was going. Is this is such a a powerful image to show in a trailer? And you just wonder, like, why would they show something like that <laughs> if it's in the, the trailer? Big twist. Yeah. If it's a big, it wouldn't do that. And unless he's really trying to throw us off and like, oh yeah, this is it. And I'm just going to show you to to throw you off. Well, but yeah. Why would uh, you do that? Um, actually, if I can explain for a moment, The Last Jedi was such a creative failure and (laughs) Kathleen Kennedy is such an idiot and Lucasfilm and Disney are so disappointed with the performance of Star Wars movies that, um, they're showing us this because that's the only way that anybody will even go see this movie, which will also be garbage because it's about SJW Ray. So yeah, that's... That's why. That's why. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> In case you couldn't tell. Yeah. That's not how I feel. Um, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I was that's There's still a my certain first corner was... of the internet that's that's been th- Oh, sure. This yeah, is yeah, the yeah. other reason why I'm super proud of the internet right now. Those guys haven't heard from them. Where are they? Yeah. And I think I mean, the, the fact is that people are so excited about the Mandalorian, Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi, the Clone Wars, and rise of skywalker that Mm -hmm. they are louder right now than that vocal minority was back after the last jedi came out Mm -hmm. um my only hope is that everybody goes and watches solo and says how much they love that movie too and then we can get a sequel but whatever (laughs) Uh, yeah no yeah like again i don't know why they would throw that in the trailer if it was some kind of huge and i'm gonna go with your second guess uh, the clone thing. I would be more interested in that than a vision because I've seen the vision thing. We've seen it already, and, and it's, I, I don't necessarily want to see a vision t- type thing again. Totally. totally. I, so I would, I'm, I'm all on board with your second guess of being a clone and somehow, uh, 
you know, they're going to battle. And, and you see some of the shots from that trailer, it, Kylo and Ren, uh, Kylo and Ray fighting on what looks to be the the Death Star and water. It's just crazy shots, you know. So if they can do something interesting with the fact that that's a clone, like if mm-hmm. they can, huh, here, here's a thought. Okay. Either Palpatine has somehow managed to clone Ray, and it, this is his new apprentice. Like this is his new Darth Maul. Hence the double bladed lightsaber, and there being a, a sort of uh, a, a mirroring of Darth Maul in that moment um, and him being like, I can't control you, Kylo Ren. You're a Skywalker. I've tried that before. It doesn't go well, mm-hmm. but yeah. this one is mine. And you know, like now I figured it out um, and we're going to conquer the galaxy. Um, and, and that like that clone then ends up battling Kylo Ren and, and possibly defeating him. And then Ray comes in, saves Kylo Ren and defeats herself, defeats the emperor. And then, turns Ben to the light side. Uh, yeah. Who knows, right? Yeah. Totally so, spitballing. The other yeah, thing is, good. how ridiculously cool would it be if it turned out that is Palpatine? Yeah. No, I mean, she's, he's, in the, he's on the dang poster. What if, uh, what if Palpatine, know? like he wanted to with, uh, with, um, uh, with Anakin Solo... Right. He try in the comics in the in the Dark Empire comics, he tries to put himself into the body of Anakin Solo as a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Han and Leia's third child in the expanded universe. Um, right. What if he does it to Ray? What if that is Ray possessed by Palpatine? And Kylo Ren has to save Ray. Yeah, that's I mean, a, that's yeah, yeah. Mo- the movie we're talking about that happening in is a three hour and 45 minute movie. But <laughs> yeah. hey, I mean, like, I'm there for it. I'm there for that. I sat through three hours of Endgame and didn't even notice how long it was. But yeah. Um, yeah. So would you be at all interested in a a story arc where Kylo is has to save Rey in some, at some point? and ends up redeeming himself. It's kind of like what you're saying, but that's what I'm trying to get out of. The only, the only way that Kylo Ren redeems himself for everything that he's done is by dying. Mm, Okay. I'll put that out there right now. Um, That was, that was the ultimate sacrifice for Anakin as well. The only way that Anakin was able to redeem himself and come back to the light side was by sacrificing his life to save his son. Mm-hmm. The only way that Ky- Kylo Ren has done things just every bit as bad as Darth Vader. And what's worse is that Vader did it for love and Ben is doing it because he's an obnoxious twerp, mm-hmm. right? Out of a sense of entitlement. So um, at least Anakin's motivations are somewhat understandable that he f- started going down this path and was seduced by the dark side in order to save Padme and his children. Right. Right. Ben has no such motivation. Therefore his redemption is even harder to accomplish because, because Anakin's redemption ultimately is, is in fulfilling the, the act, the original act that he set out to fulfill, which was to save his, his at that point he thought child, but children, he, in order to save Luke and and also Leia, sort of by extension, he has to destroy the Emperor because he knows what the Emperor will do to them. 
right? If uh, the Emperor is going to kill Luke right there. And if Mm -hmm. he finds out about Leia, God knows what he's going to do to her. Right? So, Vader's ultimate, like, his, his, his ultimate redemptive act is saving his children, which is what he thought he was setting out to do in the first place. And unfortunately, that led to Padme's death, um, which leads to his death that it's there's no getting around that on screen we saw kylo ren kill han solo right right yeah we don't know what's going to happen to leia in this movie we'll see Mm -hmm. but it stands to reason his only path to redemption is self-sacrifice as well and it'll be in that moment where he for the first time he is like vader that mm-hmm. and that's there's a poetic justice in that and there's a True, great yeah. that's that'd a, be the rise of Skywalker then, kind of you know what I mean. That could as, be the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, there it is right there. Is that that is the rise of Skywalker? Mm-hmm. He's back to his even though he's I mean he's still a Skywalker obviously yeah. but yeah um, yeah but, I, but he's not in the same way that that Anakin Skywalker ceased to be and and Darth Vader replaced him right in mm-hmm. the same way i mean like i'm still expecting that we could find out that he is not kylo ren in this film that he is in fact darth something right mm-hmm. and that yeah. he has become a sith in the time between yeah the last year I mean, we've got this mentioned the sith troopers and all that yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right so we've yeah. got sith troopers we've got all that stuff the emperor coming back how yeah. is the emperor connected into all of this yeah Right, the aftermath trilogy, Operation Cinder, does it all connect into it? Was this all yeah. part of the plan from the beginning? Who knows, right? We have to we'll have to wait until December to find out those things, and we'll have a lot to say about it after that. But all of that said, um, yeah. So you wouldn't. I be think this is going to be a good movie. I think it's going to be. A good yeah, movie. you wouldn't be interested in if there was a way to do it to have Ray go dark at some point or whether Palpatine is actually taking over her body at some point and Kylo has to, you know, battle her and, and in the, in the process saves her and saves himself some way. I mean, you wouldn't be interested in something because I think just having Ray be go from force awakens to this and, and have just kind of the normal hero arc. You don't think that's kind of like cliche, like you I, wouldn't want to see something late change a little bit at the end. No, I don't think that, I don't think that Ray has a normal hero arc. I don't think that Ray is um Luke has a prototypical hero arc. He mm-hmm. he grows and he fails along the way and he becomes better and ultimately at the at the end of Return of the Jedi he's a now he's a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Ray is different. Um Ray is a paragon. Luke is not. Luke Luke is a is a very very flawed character. Ray has some issues that she's working through, but she's not inherently flawed. In fact, um Ray is a Ray is Luke in every way except for his flaws. Um It's it's interesting cuz it's difficult to say it without saying that she's yeah. kind of perfect. She's not perfect, but she is uh she is a Jedi paragon in my opinion. Like I I think that her 
tendency to lean towards compassion and uh and um uh, earnestness and and all that sort of stuff luke had a bit of that but luke tended towards impulsive behavior and heroism acts of heroism Mm -hmm. ray denies that at every turn she doesn't want it in the last jedi she looks to luke and she's like is it your fault did you create kylo ren and he explains it and he's like this is your last opportunity he could be the one to save to stop the first order and to end all of this Mm -hmm. so even in that moment she's looking at luke skywalker and she's going i'm not the hero of this story ben is our last hope and you are the only one who can fulfill that it has to be you you have to go save him and then he says no and she goes then i guess i'll do it myself Hmm. right and he goes this isn't going to go the way that you think and of course luke ends up being right unfortunately but like she doesn't want it she never at any point in time wants to be a hero she goes to luke in the last jedi to say like there's a thing inside me i can't control it i need to learn how to control it teach me how to control it and then Luke goes, there's a thing inside you that you can't control. I'm afraid of that. I don't want to teach you to control it. <laughs> yeah. Right? But she says to him, she doesn't say, I want to be a great Jedi. I want my, I'm looking for Yoda, a Jedi, a great warrior. And, you know, Yoda being like, well, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, she goes to Luke and says, you're a Jedi master. I need you to teach me to control this thing. That's the opposite of what Luke says. Yeah. Luke goes to Yoda and says, like, hey, can you make me an awesome fighter guy? <laughs> and Yoda's like, that's not what this is about. And that's why Yoda says in The Last Jedi, without the books, even though he knows that she's got the books, but whatever, to Luke, she's already got everything that she needs inside. She is a Jedi, unlike you who had to go confront Vader and deal with all of that stuff in order to become a Jedi. Uh, no, she she is a Jedi. She was born that way, right? And and I don't think she's the only one. I think that there are other people out there in the galaxy who who share that. I think that mm-hmm. the implication of that kid at the end of the Last Jedi is that here's another one, sure, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that I think Obi Wan can be counted among that. I think Ezra can be counted among that. I think that that even Kanan I would throw in there as well. Like I think we have examples of Jedi throughout the history that we know. Um, that point towards like here are these here are these 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 beings i think even um cheer in the in rogue one he was never taken by the jedi to become a jedi but had he been taken i think that he would have he would have grown to be a mm-hmm. paragon jedi in the same way that obi-wan and 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 uh and ray they exemplify that right that they that mm. they really live up to the tenets of the of the true jedi order not the not the bureaucratic republic jedi but like a real jedi right. order yeah. so I, yeah i don't know i mean like i i i think that ray's story is a little bit different and i think that her purpose within the story is different from luke's purpose within the story mm-hmm. luke's purpose within the story is for us to see ourselves i don't think that ray is meant to be an everyman i think that if you look at the sequel trilogy that Finn is an everyman, um, a little bit more than than Ray is. I think one of the reasons why people bristle about Ray is that she isn't very relatable, because 
she's been treated poorly her entire life and yet she continues to be a good person. That's mm-hmm. not what we expect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people want to see her turn to the dark side. Cause I think that they want their revenge fantasies fulfilled in Ray. They want to see Ray turn to the dark side, go back to Jakku and kill Ankar Plutt. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. slice him in half. His other arm. Yeah. yeah like yeah. that's not, that's not, or that's not her Ray. character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that's the that's the biggest shame of the Force Awakens that that scene is cut of Chewbacca oh, know, right? ripping an arm off. It's a <laughs> yeah. shame, but yeah. uh, it it'll always be there in the ex- expanded story, um, uncut. But yeah, it's well, in the book, they... right? Is it in the book? Maybe it's it is not. in the book. It is in the book. I think yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I consider it canon. It happened, but yeah. I... You know, there's one thing to take away and finish up on this trailer is just yeah. I'm pretty spoiler free. And even after watching this trailer, trailer, uh, I still have no clue what's going on. You know, they show these images and the dark, this red ray with it. Just I have no idea, and that's kind of an uh, obviously an exciting thing to go into. And you know, I've heard some rumblings about Kevin Smith going there and JJ saying, you know, here's the last shot we're setting up, but you do not want to see this. You want to wait till the theater. You kind of hear things like that and you're just like, oh man, this thing is setting up and seeing the visuals. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, it's, it's the most, it's the thing I'm most excited for as much as I'm excited for the, obviously, you know, Kenobi and, and Mandalorian and all that. It's, it's all about the rise of Skywalker and how this is going to finish up. So yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Awesome. I mean, we, you, we could talk about this for another hour about where this is going, oh, dude. you know, different theories, but exactly. Uh, we got other things to do. We got kids to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, <laughs> you can stay up to date with all the latest star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebels podcast on Twitter at rebels podcast. And on Instagram at Rebel Cells. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at The Crankster. That's Crankster with a K. Uh, You guys know we are part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head over to Thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. Might I suggest Star Wars The Saga Continues. I'm sure they've got an episode brewing about the I think they're recording tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so, yeah, head over there if you want to hear more opinions from Tim, Kyle, and probably Paul. I imagine he'll be on there as well. Um, and uh, thunderquack.com if you want to uh, if, if you want to check out everything else that we do, all the other cool shows that we've got in the network. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. First, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merchandise. Uh, and of course you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thunderquack by kicking in your monthly pledge of support. That pledge gets you, uh, early access to the thunderquack podcast, which is technically currently on hiatus because my wife just had a baby and, uh, that makes podcasting a little bit difficult. This is the first podcast that I've done in like a month and a half. Um, or maybe like a month. I don't know. Like about a month. Uh, uh, as a result. So, you know, uh, it, it, yeah. It's, it's difficult to podcast right now, but when we get back into the swing of things, there'll be the exclusive Thunderquack podcast. You also get uh, access to the Facebook group and uh, other exclusives on Patreon 
at higher reward levels. So uh, head over to patreon.com slash thunderquack and support us over there. Thank you to everybody who does. Thank you to everybody who's bearing with us at, in the moment. We're in a bit of a transition as Arrow runs down the clock and Disney Plus prepares to launch. Um, so Thunderquack in 2020 is going to be very different from Thunderquack right now. So just stay tuned. Uh, I would say to go to facebook.com slash I think it's just slash Thunderquack or maybe it's Thunderquack Network. But um, yeah, I, in any case, thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the next episode.